It's Tuesday, October 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians uh, fall in extra innings on Monday night against the Royals in game four of this extended six-game uh, series to, to wrap up the, the regular season. Uh, two more left against the Royals, but uh, last night's game, 10 innings. Now, the Guardians had a, had a pretty good record in extra innings going into uh, last night, but uh, it was Kirk McCarty giving up a home run to Drew Waters, or Walters, late in the game, uh, a three-run shot in the 10th, and that was the difference in the ballgame. Uh, kind of a sloppy game on both sides, really. Uh, the It was cold. It was you know not the best conditions, but uh, these, are, these are conditions that the, the Guardians might need to get used to uh, in time for Friday's uh, playoff opener. Yeah, two errors uh, by the Guardians, uh, Jimenez and Arias, uh, you know, both uh, second baseman and, and uh, shortstop. Um, the, uh, Kansas City kicked the ball around a little bit, too. Um, they had two errors. And, uh, yeah, it was. The conditions weren't great, Joe. It was cold. But you're right. This is uh, this is the weather for playoff baseball. And uh, you better get the hand warmers out. And uh, <laughs> it's time to play. You know, it's this is it. Well, one hand that was warm last night, uh, Tristan McKenzie had a real strong outing. You know, didn't go very deep, only only threw about 73 pitches. Uh, but but Tito liked the way that he looked and, and liked the way that he got ready and tuned up in his last start before uh, before potentially starting game two of the, the wildcard series. Yeah, just uh, really a kind of a uh, kind of a shakedown cruise, you know, just uh, that one, uh, the, you know, the last start before the postseason. Uh, goes five innings, one run, and you know he's he's really been on on a nice roll, Joe. In his last uh, eleven starts, he's only four and two. The one loss record isn't you know nothing eye popping, but he's he's got a two point seven zero ERA, seventeen earned runs in fifty six and two third innings, which tells you you know this guy is is not only pitching well, but he's doing it consistently, and you know he's slated to uh, start the second game on Saturday and he looks like he's uh, you know headed into that you know in, in a good spot. Yeah, the 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 walks have been low and they've been low throughout the season. He's not putting guys on base. Uh the home runs are still there, you know, the solo shot every now and then uh, uh isn't really something to be too concerned about, but uh he's he's really learning how to pitch and how, not just how to pitch but how to get guys out and how to extend himself into games and get deep into games. And and his maturity and his preparation, according to Tito, uh, is is what has allowed him to be so consistent. He said that multiple times uh, in in his pregame and his postgame that the difference that he's seen this year in Tristan McKenzie has been the fact that you know when it's not his day to pitch, he's out. He's effective and efficient in how he prepares, so that when it comes around for him uh, on his start days, he's he's got energy. He's got uh, you know everything that he needs to go out there and and execute when when he needs to, and it's it's been a, a really amazing sort of transformation and growth uh, this year from you know a guy who you thought could be a good piece for the rotation uh, to move him all the way up to the front of that rotation and a dominant number two starter. Yeah, just a really impressive uh, uh, second full season. He pitches, uh, you know, ends the regular season with 191 and two-third innings, uh, 186 strikeouts, up from 120 last year. 
only 44 walks, which, you know, he really did a nice job, you know, controlling the strike zone and reeling those walks back in. He goes 11 and 11 with a, a 2.96 ERA, you know, under three. That's uh, he, he did a nice job. He he was, you know, he 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 I'm probably, you know, the one loss record could have been better with a little more support. But that's those are solid numbers, Joe, especially, you know, when, you know, you look at, at Tristan, he's not exactly, uh, you know, this isn't a 240 pound guy, you know, at six, five uh, right hander. Uh, but he was durable. You know, he, he made every start over 30 starts and almost pitched 200 innings. So, you know, that's he should be proud of that this season. And and that's the one of the keys that he mentioned last night in his post game was he's healthy at this point in the season. He doesn't feel like he's he's overwhelmed or, or you know, gassed at the end of the year and, and heading into the, the playoffs. It's exactly the kind of thing you want to hear uh, out of your, your young guys in the starting rotation is. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got energy. I'm ready to go, and and let's go get this. And and that's what he said last night. Uh, he he knew that that last night he wasn't going to go deep in the game, and you know it, it was what it was. But uh, he still went out there, gave you the effort that he gave you, and uh, you know now now it's on to preparing and 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 looking ahead uh, to as we were talking here before we started recording. Uh, it's looking more and more like it's going to be a return engagement with the Rays. Uh, funny how the uh, the schedule works out that way. You you just saw the Rays a week ago at this time, and and now we're you know potentially a day away from from finding out uh, what the matchup will be, and and it could be Tampa Bay uh, returning after their nine game road trip to close the season. They'll be be back here in Cleveland for uh, game one of the wild card playoffs on Friday. Yeah, I hope those guys brought a couple changes changes the clothes this that's a that could turn into it well it's one way or the other it's turning into a 12 12 game uh trip so that's a long time away from home um you know toronto you're right joe toronto it, it is looking more and more like tampa toronto locked up the first the number one uh the number one wild card seed uh last night with a win over um a win over baltimore coupled with uh Detroit's victory over Seattle out at uh, T-Mobile Park, and um, and now it's it's kind of down to uh, you know Seattle and and Tampa Bay, uh, you know there's still a you know possibility that it, you know Seattle could be coming to Cleveland, but you know Seattle right now Joe is what one and a half game they got a one and a half game lead over the Rays for the second wild card spot or the fifth seed, and uh, you know they've got three games to play and and. Uh, and the the Rays have two, right? Yeah, it's a, a doubleheader for Seattle uh, that that they've still got to play. So you know, if they play that doubleheader today and and split that, and the Rays lose, then we know it'll definitely be Tampa Bay coming here. Uh, the sort of a magic number of two, I guess, is the the way to look at it for the uh, the, the Mariners to to clinch that uh, that fifth seed. Uh, so Toronto, Seattle, uh, a good matchup. Let uh, let those two go fight it out uh, north of the border, and and do that. Uh, bring Tampa back here. Uh, I, I I think the Guardians would welcome Tampa kicking it in on uh, on fumes on a night you know the, at the end of a nine game uh, road trip that took them all over the place. Uh, I I gotta imagine with the, the the pitching matchups that we're sort of speculating here uh, with. Uh, you know, Bieber and McKenzie versus McClanahan and uh, possibly Glasnow 
in the in the first two games. Uh, as as you were telling me uh, earlier, it may, you know maybe the maybe the edge leans a little bit towards uh, the Guardians being at home, being rested, having you know able to to have their their starters geared down in the last start before uh, you know the the playoffs for each of them. Uh, you know Bieber Bieber the other night and uh, McKenzie last night. Uh, it, it all signs point to some sort of you know small advantage whatever for for Cleveland heading into those matchups. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, just from reading uh, um, you know the re- the stories about uh, uh, on a, on the you know about Tampa Bay, they are uh, you know they have. You know, uh, Kevin Cash came out and said Glasnow, who started uh, last night against Boston, will definitely start game two. Uh, you know, this is a guy coming off Tommy John. He hasn't really he's made two starts since last June. Uh, you know, we t- we saw him on uh, um, uh, September 28th, you know, go three innings against the, uh, the Guardians. Uh, and now he, he went, I guess, three more innings. Uh, well, three and two third innings against Boston last night with seven strikeouts. So the stuff is there. You know, he's he's a dominant starter when healthy, Joe, and when he's he's got mm-hmm. a full season behind him. But uh, right now, you know, he's got to be limited, I would think. You know, three four innings and then uh, you know turn it over to that uh, race bullpen. So you know that that matchup him and uh, Tristan McKenzie. You know, I, I would think, you know, it's got to kind of be, like you said, leaning in Cleveland's favor. And McClanahan is coming off the DL. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he and his, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, he's coming off the DL. He's, uh, you know, just um, he, he went on the DL on, on, I think, August 30th. He came back on the uh, 15th, September 15th, lost his last three starts. Uh, so, um, you know, we'll have to see how that matchup goes. You, you know, obviously he was a Cy Young contender earlier in the year. And, uh, then, uh, you know, we, the, uh, the Cleveland beat him down there at the, at the trap. He kind of, he kind of had a little bit of a tailspin after that, but, uh, this is a, this is a really a good left-hander and that'll be a, you know, should be a good matchup between him and Bieber, but Bieber, you know, like, like McKenzie is on a roll. Bieber's. Five and zero in his last six starts, and nine and two in his last fourteen. Yeah, uh, McClanahan. In, in terms of the the season he's had, he started off so strong. You know, was the starter in the uh, the All Star game for the American League, and you know, all all signs were pointing to uh, a, a dominant sort of Cy Young contending season for this guy. Uh, and then the the injury happens late, and and like you said, he's he's struggled since he came back. Uh, maybe took a little bit of a, a little bit of the shine off of that season for him. Uh, definitely a guy that, uh, when he's on and when he's effective, he's going to be tough to beat. You just hope that, you know, some of that, uh, some of whatever has been bothering him is still lingering when, when he takes the mound on, on Friday against Shane Bieber. Uh, the, the second game matchup is what really intrigues me. The, the looking at Tyler Glass now and knowing that he's a guy who can dominate and, and come out and, you know, seven strikeouts in three and two thirds innings uh, last night, actually, uh, you know, really sort of worries me uh, if, if he's feeling it, if he's got his stuff going, then, you know, he could go for four, four, maybe five innings for them and, and really put Cleveland in a tough spot. But either way, you know, you're getting into that uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay, bullpen a little bit earlier than maybe you normally would uh during a regular season game 
and and we've seen what can happen. You know, they they just they run guy after guy out there. You know, one inning each. It doesn't matter the matchups, and uh, they can extend games and and sort of put you in a in a real tough spot. Uh, they did that against Cleveland in the last game that Glasgow started, and and Cleveland came back in extra innings and won the game. Uh, just just a, a tough way to win and. Uh, it could make the you know the the second game the the potential clinching game of that uh, that playoff series uh, one that that could go on a little while. Yeah, you know, they they've got that uh, you know that routine or that theory where you know you, you the hitters never get a, the same look at the same guy more than once after after the starter leaves and you know like you said Joe I mean what they use, what, nine, nine, nine pitchers in one, in the one extra inning game. And I think they came back with eight the next, the next day. So, you know, they, they've got, they've got relievers stacked on upon relievers and they all know they're all pretty good. And uh, so, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a test. Uh, of, of course, the guardians have one of the best bullpens in the American league as well. Uh, but their starters should be able to get them a little deeper into the games than uh, Tampa Bay's. Yeah, we were noticing in the press box that the uh, all the relievers in the uh, on the Tampa Bay, uh, you know, bullpen have like French sounding last names like Pochet and Fauché and all, all these uh, all these uh, European sounding last names. We were wondering where they're getting all their uh, their scouting from uh, and where these guys are coming from. But uh, they're effective, however you want to call them, whatever whatever uh, their 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 background is. Uh, very interesting, uh, just the way that their their bullpen is constructed. Uh, as as far as what the Guardians are going to need to do these last two games, uh, they've they've been resting players. They've been sort of trying to rotate things in. That's why you saw Gabriel Arias in there uh, yesterday at short to give Ahmed Rosario a day off. Terry Francona mentioned that uh, you know Jose Ramirez knows he's going to DH tonight. Uh, they they already told him there was a plan set out there and, and mapped out there. Uh, they wanted Austin Hedges to to catch the starting pitcher, and then as soon as the starter left the game, Austin Hedges left the game to get some some rest. And they brought in Bo Naylor, and and Bo Naylor uh, caught the remaining uh, four innings of the game uh, there last night, uh, and that's sort of why he's here is is to to do exactly that. Uh, is is everybody who who would be in the potential starting lineup for Terry Francona uh, going to get some form of rest or some sort of attention over these last two games uh, before the, the workout day on Thursday to sort of get off their feet and get a rest and, and get recharged and head back uh, to the plate. Yeah, I, I think so, Joe. That's the plan. Uh, even Gonzalez, uh, you know, Oscar DH last night with, uh, you know, Will Brennan playing right field just to, uh, you know, get like, you know, give him a bit of a break. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think they, they plan that out very well. You know, what, what did Tito tell, uh, tell us yesterday? You know, uh, you, you want to keep the motor running. You know, the guys that need the break will get a break, but you don't turn the motor off. You know, you've got all off season to turn the, turn your motor off. But right now, you got to keep it running. You got when you play, you play just the, the same way you played in August. Uh, but if, if anybody does need a break, they'll, they'll make sure that, you know, they, they, they get a couple innings off here. Where do you where do you put the DH in that that first starting lineup for the uh, for the Friday's playoff opener? Uh, who who gets the DH spot? Because you got to figure uh, your, your leadoff will be be Quan and left. 
Your number two is Rosario at short. Uh, batting third would be Ramirez at third base. Josh Naylor at first base would bat fourth. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez probably batting fifth in right field. And Jimenez batting sixth at second base. Uh, then you've got your seven, eight, nine. Uh, your eight has been your catcher, so that would be Hedges at, at catcher, and your nine would be uh, Miles Straw in, in center field. So that leaves your your seven. Uh, your seven hitter would be your DH, and and who do you think? Do you think it's possible Will Brennan would be your guy at at DH at that at that point? You know, I was thinking of Brennan myself. That's who I was thinking about. I think. Uh... Would you give Owen Miller? I mean, Owen Miller's DH, but I think I'd go with the hot hitter. I'd go with Brennan. You know, we'd, we've seen him swing the bat very well. But when you do that, I mean, you kind of lose some flexibility there, right, in the outfield if you run into an right. injury and you got to, you know, you've got to, then your pitcher has to hit. You take the DH out of there. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if that's something uh, Tito would want to do or, you know, he's, he's willing to do, but, uh, you know, that – well, and it, if you go with if you go with Bo Naylor as your uh, as as your DH there, then you sort of lose the flexibility of having him run for one of your catchers late in the game, or you know as a as a sub uh, running there, or as a bat coming off the bench. Uh, plus, you know, Bo Naylor hasn't exactly uh, lit the scoreboard up since he's he's uh, uh, been up here. He struck out a bunch of times, so um, he's still looking for his first major league hit. <laughs> Could that come in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if it did. Uh, and, uh, you know, you've got Arias, but, you know, you probably need it. Well, you've got, you know, you've got, um, you know, a Miller and Arias. So I guess you could maybe, would would Arias DH or, you know, and, and you've still got I, Miller to come off the bench as a, your kind of utility guy. I, I don't know if you'd do that or not. I, I, I'd probably, if I had to, I'd flip-flop it. I think it might wind up just being Owen Miller by default, just so that you could keep that flexibility with Will Brennan, uh, you know, being able to put him in uh, to run and and as a as a pinch hitter off the bench. And uh, yeah, I right now I think those are your two top candidates for that uh, seventh spot in the order: the DH, uh, Owen Miller, or uh, Will Brennan. I, I would think Miller might get the the nod uh, just for that first game. Yeah, and uh, you know, but I think uh, I think Brennan's gonna he's gonna get a chance to play. Basically, I don't know how long this series is gonna last. Well, it can't last more than three, but I think we'll see him in one of those starting lineups. Well, you you, you tell Brennan uh, if you don't put him in the starting lineup the first game, you tell him, hey, you're gonna contribute. Uh, if we're gonna win games, you're gonna contribute at some point uh, and in in some way in in this series. So uh, you know, be ready. And I'm sure that's not not going to be a problem. Uh, you know, this, that would be the time when, you know, you wish you had somebody like a Richie Palacios on the roster who, you know, his bat is is what it is. But, uh, you know, you, you're not worried about him playing in the field very much. Or if you you're not worried about wasting uh, a player who can play defense a little bit uh, with him, uh, but he's not with the club right now. So so you go with what you got. You know, maybe maybe it's a Will Benson, uh, you know, at some point. But Benson's a guy you can put in as a defensive sub late as well. Yeah, and you still got to what? You still got to cut down to twenty six players, right, Joe? Right, right. Yeah, Benson might not even be on the roster. Yeah, that's, that, that's what that's I was the other thinking. thing. That's for uh, for for tomorrow's discussion is who makes the roster, who gets cut, and who uh, who sticks around. Uh, we know uh, there will be some decisions to be made. Uh, probably not until 
uh, early Friday morning. Uh, we also can speculate on what time the game uh, is going to be because we don't even know what time we'll be at the park on Friday. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll have all of that uh, for tomorrow. We'll try to gather as much intel as possible and and report it back on tomorrow's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsey, we'll uh, we'll check in with you then. Good deal, Joe. 